Yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop. Freak, freak, y'all. What's up? It's your boy. I am your host of this show. And because it's Saturday, you know what that means. It is time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. Jeremy Pierce here. Bringing you back once again, Saturday, May 22nd, and um, it's time to have a good time today, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, you feel me, I know you do, um, we got a nice little show, to, show for you today, so last week we had the Backlash preview, and then the following day we had uh, WrestleMania Backlash, then we had the What Just Happened podcast, which is the review of Backlash. So go on and check that out. But today's show, we are taking a look at the AEW women's division. Um, There has been, obviously, a lot of issues and highs and lows of the AEW's women's division. So we're going to go over that today. Um, We're going to take a look at the good and the bad, where they are, where they're going, and just, just, we're just taking a look at it today. Uh, We talked about this before, but now it's time to kind of, it's time to see, see what the future holds for them. But, uh, but for now, obviously, you know what's next. Go ahead and, um, go and hit my music. So this was a kind of a, there weren't many stories, but there were big stories and that's kind of where we stand today. So let's just, let's just dive into the news and um, yeah, so these next few stories. Uh, so what you're going to you're going to see that a lot of these stories kind of are clumped together because that's how all related they are. So Fox wants to know about their billion dollar investment. They want they wanted to know when the WWE will start touring again. Now, as you know, we reported last week that the AEW is going to start touring. Uh, remember, they plan to tour before the pandemic. So WWE obviously needs to start touring again. They won't be touring as much. And Fox wants to see the WWE on the same playing field as the MLB, as baseball, as hockey. So, announced this week, the WWE will be returning on the road again, starting in July. And... This is uh this is good news. So they've announced a 25 city tour. And because of this, um what we have now is Helena Cell's been switched. So Helena Cell is usually a usually an October event. It has now been moved to next month. And I'm trying to figure out why they would do this. And you leave the you leave the October um, schedule pay per view open. Now they do have Halloween Havoc, but that's kind of more of NXT now. But the Dirty will be going back on the road, twenty five city tour. With the first live event with fans will be Friday Night SmackDown in Houston. Then Sunday um, there will be Money in the Bank. So it's the first pay-per-view with live fans. And then Monday the 19th will be Raw. So go home show for Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Raw. And this is good news. And they're constantly scouting locations. So we'll see where this kind of where this all ends up at. But that's that's good news. 
Um, the same can actually be said about Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor will be bringing back live fans for their best in the world pay-per-view. So we're starting to see that, you know, the, the country is starting to get back to some form of normalcy and uh, wrestling needs fans. That's the one thing wrestling needs. Wrestling needs fans because trust me, the fans will make it known who we like and who we don't like. And I'm looking at you, Eva Marie. Just saying. So, uh, next up we have Don Callis. As you know, Don Callis is part of both Impact and AEW. But he is no longer listed as a uh, wrestling executive for Impact Wrestling. Now, what does that mean? Well, I can tell you this. It looks like Don Cos will be joining AEW full time. Excuse me. Um, this is good news. He is a steady hand. He is the invisible hand. He has a, an expansive and extensive knowledge of pro wrestling, and he will be just a a a large large get for AEW. And he's already been a benefit. He's already benefited them. So I like it. I like it a lot. Now, backlash this past Sunday, there was a, a match that featured zombies, right? And um, wasn't well received by a large grouping of people. The WWE, it came out that that the WWE didn't like AEW's blood and cuts, and that it set wrestling back 30 years. Well, here's Chris Jericho. Um, I think the zombies set wrestling back 30 years. Uh, we get it. We 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 get it. Wasn't great. And also during this match, well, the Miz has been injured. The Miz got injured in the match. He actually um sounds like he tore his ACL, and he'll be out anywhere from seven to ten months. Now, mind you, the Miz has never been injured. Ever. Let that sink in. And he's 40, so the healing might take a little bit longer. This sucks. I don't care what you say about the Miz. He has been a strong, steady hand in the WWE. And um, it just sucks. As for the rest of, we got some more news about the zombie match. So it was actually pre-taped, wasn't live, and they also got they do be also got seven figures for their Army of the Dead uh, invasion zombie thing. So cross promotion, it is great, right? Uh, hopefully the Miz can recover. And some really good news. Kenny Omega and Andrade will definitely, definitely be happening. It has been confirmed as Kenny will be defending his AAA Mega Championship against Andrade. This will take place August 14th at Triple Mania. And uh, I'm just, I'm just ready. My body is ready for this amazing, amazing, amazing match. I'm ready. So, 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 so ready. Uh, Pitcher came out with Dustin Rose as he's, he was training with Vert Vixen, Jasmine Allure, and two other individuals. And those individuals are Dega and Tessa Blanchard. Um, this is not a coincidence. This doesn't mean that Tessa's coming to AEW, but let's just say uh, our eyes are open and our ears are to the ground. Uh, and some other shitty news. We had a bunch of releases in NXT. So released was Jake Clemens, former referee, Ezra Judge, Skylar Story. You know her as Brandy Lauren. Uh, Kavita Devai, who was the first female Indian signee. Vanessa Bourne, Jessamyn Duke, Alexander Wolf, and Drake Wirtz, the QAnon ref. It always sucks when someone loses their job, but some of these names are 
shocking. So Drake Worst isn't shocking, but Alexander Wolf, Imperium. Jessamine Duke, she was a large part of Up, Up, Down, Down. She still, she still will be going forward. But also, she was part of the four horsemen of the of the MMA with Ronda, Shayna, and Marina. I'm really shocked that Vanessa Bourne was released, as she was caught up to the main roster earlier last year, but never once got on TV. She has the look. She is great on the mic, and this is another um, wasted talent that the WWE had. Then came another release. Velveteen Dream. He has been released. Patrick Clark is no longer with the company. And this is the biggest, biggest shocking news because he was a part of the speaking out movement. Um, there are some allegations, as you know, that came out against him. And this one is hits a little bit different because Velveteen Dream was the chosen one. He was the next guy up. He had it all. And because of his idiocy that we cannot confirm nor deny, he uh, was let go. Yeah. So clumping some of these things together, Vanessa Bourne was shocked by her release. I'm, I'm going to miss Vanessa Bourne. I'm a ride doubt with her. Wherever she goes, I go. I think she has a bright, bright future in this company. I'm not in this company, in this business. Drake Wirtz, as you know, he is a different beast unto himself. Many, many controversial stories that came out about him. He walked out of... fucking alexa he walked out of triple h's black lives matter speech saying that all lives matter we we know why that is being said um he was against many people's different backgrounds their religious beliefs and just kind of not a good man nxt superstars refused to let him referee their matches and i would i would be too this nut job is an anti-vaxxer anti-masker a, a q9 conspiracy theorist and he should not be in the company these people should not be around period he is trying to get new bookings um yeah We'll see what happens with him. Uh, back to the dream. He wasn't actually released because of the allegations. Those happened a while ago. At this point, he would have been released. He got released because of his behavior issues in NXT. He um just wasn't just wasn't good backstage. He wasn't great with Evolve. He also had a strong, strong relationship with management. And some of the workers were a little nervous that he would become a coach in the company. So dream is done. We'll see what happens. Um, and even throughout all of this, Queen Kathy, Kathy Kelly, had to come out and make a statement saying, yo, don't lump me into this. Um, you know, they dated and... Yeah, her his bad blood shouldn't be rubbing off on her. And some other shitty news: Will Osprey is injured and he had to drop the IG IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. That's not good. You know, Will Osprey is definitely one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's a this sucks. So we don't know how long he'll be out, but we'll keep you updated. And in other, other, more amazing news, AEW is moving. AEW will be moving to TBS in 2022, and this is happening because uh, TNT has picked up the rights for uh, the NHL. It was thought that they will move over to move over to um, when the NBC Sports Network got shut down. It was thought that the NHL would move to USA, but that is not the case. It is moving to TNT, which means 
AEW has to move because hockey does Wednesday night doubleheaders and AEW can't be preempted. So AEW will be making a lateral move to Turner's other network, TBS. Same amount of viewers, might be even might be even a little bit more. And this is this is great news. So not only that, um, AEW is getting a third hour of television. It's called AEW Rampage. It will air Friday nights at 10 p.m. on TNT. It will the first episode will be Friday, August 13th, and they will also be giving TNT four annual pro wrestling specials. These will air on TNT. So think, um, you know how they do Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, Batch the Beach, those kind of episodes. And it might even be something more. They might even end up being like mini pay-per-views. But this is all, this is all great, great, great news. As for Rampage, it will be equal to Dynamite. It will not be like Nitro or Heat. It will be pretty much an extension of Dynamite with its own ideas and its own storylines. Again, this is great news. As for the TNT title, remember it's on the TNT network currently. It will not become the TBS championship. It will become, it will stay the TNT championship. Because also remember, I mean TNT means dynamite. But this is all great news. This is all, 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 all great, great news. And even I think if you go to TNT's um, Twitter page. It says in the description, Miro is our champion. This is great news. This is great news for just the pro wrestling where we have a legitimate second company. We have a legitimate third company in Impact. It's great to be a wrestling fan. But for now, we'll be right back with our week in Okay, okay, all right. Our, let's let's get to the week in review. Um, obviously, we're going to start with Monday Night Raw. So first thing first, we always ask ourselves, did Monday Night Raw open up with talking? Yes, it did. Um, so the show opens up with Bobby, MVP, and uh, Bobby has some lovely, lovely ladies with him. Uh, they, all, they accompanied him to the ring. Uh, he was victorious, obviously, in the triple threat match at Backlash, and uh, and they announced an open challenge instead of taking you know no days off, an open challenge. Somebody gets a title shot. Of course, Drew McIntyre came out, and they're like, "Nah, dog, no, you're not, you're not eligible. We beat you. We beat Braun. Y'all don't get shots anymore. Back of the line." Listen, I am tired of Drew versus Bobby. They have fought a lot since backlash of last year. A lot. This is how you get the fans to turn on someone. I need Drew out of the title picture. I need Braun out of the title picture. Bobby needs new challengers. And all throughout the night, we had people, you know, uh, saying that they would accept the challenge. And you'll see who accepted it later in the evening. AJ Styles beat Elias by DQ after the match. Jackson Riker and Elias beat up AJ. So, are AJ and Oma's faces now? First of all, these two were fucking teaming together like three weeks ago. And now they're... Something's... Something's just don't make sense. It's very annoying. Um... Riddle tricked the New Day and Randy uh, to meet backstage, try to get them to become friends, and nah. Randy was like, no, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, about that life. Kofi's like, listen, you can be a bitch. We can have a match. They have a match. Kofi wins with some interference from Xavier, and uh, Riddle tries to be a peacemaker. 
Kofi doesn't like it, Riddle pushes him and Xavier. So, are we going to get a heel turn from Riddle? Will he join the dark side with Randy? Will he hear voices in his head? Wait and find out. At a backstage promo, not promo, but uh, Charlotte went to Sonya to ask for a title match. She said, you know, you know the thing that people goes, well, I didn't lose in the strip of that match. I wasn't pinned. No, I'm I'm tired of this fucking troop. You were in the match. You lost. No matter if you were pinned or not. You lost. So Rhea comes in and says, listen, I need new challengers. I beat Asuka. I beat Charlotte. I need some somebody new. Sonya says, listen, Charlotte can beat Asuka. We'll consider it. So later in the evening, Asuka won. Charlotte couldn't take her eye off of, uh, uh, off of Rhea. And it her hubris caused her to lose. It was a really, really good match because Charlotte and Oscar just they just put on really good matches, but still. <sighs> I don't need Charlotte's gonna win the title. What's gonna happen? Natalia and Tamina retained their women's tag team championships against Shayna and Naya. They had a little help from Alexa as Reggie was gonna get get, uh, get involved in Lily. Lily uh, turned on, you know, the pyro from the from the turnbuckles. So I'm still sticking with this theory that Alexa first feud for full feature feud in the women's division will be against Shayna. Um, what else? So Sheamus beat Ricochet. He went and got his jacket and his hat back. It was a really good match. Um, Ricochet has replaced Humberto Carrillo. Humberto, Humberto Carrillo's push is now over with. That sucks. That is the nature of the beast in the WWE. Damian Priest beat John Morrison in a lumberjack match. So that's two lumberjack matches he won this week. This one did not have zombies. Um, hopefully he's done with Miz and Morrison, Damian Priest. Hopefully. Now, in our main event, we had the open challenge. It was... Kofi Kofi answered the challenge and then MVP was like nah doc you ain't getting no title shot we got a match but you ain't getting no title shot so this is puts respect on, on Kofi's name because he's a former WWE champion and it was a solid match they kind of almost also kind of ran Kofi down just a little bit because he had to get some help from Drew to beat Bobby but we need to be making Kofi Kofi's a legitimate contender for anything there to be, he should not be. He should not have to steal wins against Bobby Lashley, and shouldn't be celebrated as such. As for Monday Night Raw, I get to see plus. It was actually wasn't a bad show. It was better than I wholeheartedly expected. Over on NXT, we opened up with Tony Storm beating Zoe Stark um, in their rubber match, and Tony debuted this new finisher. Uh, it's kind of like a hip toss wheelbarrow brain buster. It's sick. It is really, really sick. Zoe can't keep losing matches, though. Zoe can't. Zoe can't be losing matches because she's 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 presented as a legitimate contender and a legitimate challenger, but she can't keep losing matches because if she keeps losing, she won't look good anymore. Um. Cameron guys went to go park his car in the most dangerous place in NXT, which is the parking lot. Now, a spot was safe for Ted DiBiase. Jake Atlas tried to tell Cameron Grimes what it was hitting for. Cameron didn't like it, so they had a match. It was a nice little match. Jake Atlas won uh, because Grimes was distracted. <laughs> Ted DiBiase did come out and... He went to confront DiBiase afterwards. And Ted, Ted DiBiase said, one more time, son, you are not the million dollar man. <laughs> I can't I can't do the laugh like him, but you understand. You understand. Alexander Wolf lost to Killian Dane. He was then kicked out of Imperium and then he was released the next day. Sucks to be him. 
I'm not trying to trivialize his uh him getting released, but will Imperium be getting a new member? We shall see. But it was nice to see Killian Dane get a victory. The way we're having a spa day. It was uh Indy and Candace. And it was going well until Candace went to pay. Card got declined. Um, unpaid purchases. Andy was like, wait a minute, unpaid purchases. The girl told her that the girl told her that it was due to some chocolates and some flowers and this, that, and the third. And he said, oh, wait, you are the one that sent me the stuff. So that means. That means Dexter still loves me. And he actually did show up at the spa being quiet and creepy. So, <laughs> yeah, this will continue. But we'll keep it going. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma beat uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Legato wants a tag team title shot. Uh, Thatcher, they were like, Thatcher and uh, uh, Ciampa like, yo, no, 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 y'all ain't beat us, so you ain't, you ain't getting a shot. They beat him. Really good match. And now, they get the shot. Uh, looks like the NXT Tag Team Division is starting to be good again, which is great. This is great, great news. Um, some squash news. Sarai beats Aaliyah. And Hit Row, Hit Row, Hit Row defeated Tony Nese and Arya Davari. Hit Row, Hit Row. Make everybody looks good. Sarai doesn't have a feud right now, but she's going to just be kind of floating. Just winning matches so when she does start her first few she can look like a really really good contender and in our main event bronson reed defeated johnny gargano to win the north american championship this was a steel cage match uh this was really really good i told you i've always been i've been high been very very high on been high on mr reed and now the the dynamics the power shifts in the way as Candice and any of the ones with the gold. So NXT was a solid show. We also had Prime Target with a uh, with a uh, Cross and Finn. I told you I don't care about carrying Cross. So NXT gets a. I'm gonna give it a B minus. It wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a great show either. But we move storylines along, which is always always a good thing. Over on Dynamites, we opened up with Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Uh, Cage won. The opening matches on on Dynamite are never bad. Um, this just wasn't one of the better ones, but it wasn't a bad match. You feel me? Eddie Kingston and John Moxley cut a backstage promo, and then they defeated the Claim. This was a fun little match. It was kind of a squash, but the Claim got enough offense in to still be legitimate. Also, Max Caster cut a really really funny rap against uh mox and kingston he's just good he's going to be a star also i just noticed i noticed that caster played one of bobby lashley's sisters in that horrible feud he had with Sami Zayn. let that sink in reach for the stars kids uh, uh scorpio sky and ethan page were being interviewed by i want to say tony shivani until sting and darby allen attacked them and they are not done with these boys. And it was announced that Sting and Darby Allen will face Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky at double or nothing. This is not a cinematic match. Sting will be in the ring wrestling. This is good. Um, Sheeta beat Rebel and then Britt beat Sheeta. So this is just kind of push the story along for their title match for Sheeta and Britt Baker's title match at double or nothing. Overall, this was just kind of lazy booking, but whatever. Kenny Omega and Don Callis tried to buy off Orange Cassidy. They gave him a contract saying, listen, you step out of this triple threat, you get a title shot later down the line. Cassidy ripped the contract and he said, here's another contract. Just think about it. Then, shockingly, we had a second women's match on the show. And we rarely get two women's matches on the show. Serena Deeb defended her 
Serena Deep defended the NWA Women's Championship against Red Velvet, and this by far and away was the best match of the night. Um, Serena came out swinging, used her skill, her technique, and her um, experience to control most of this match, but but Red Velvet was able to fight back and use her youth, her speed, her insuperance to kind of get the upper hand. In the end, Deep tapped out red velvet there was a little bit of heelish tendencies too for from serena so we're gonna keep our ears to the ground for that and in the main event the young bucks retained the texan championships against the varsity blondes there obviously were some shenanigans they used the code spray on the blondes on julia hart they win and after the match mox and eddie beat them up and stood their jays so i'm liking this and now mox and eddie will get a texan title shot at double or nothing and i'm putting my money on mox and eddie winning the belts believe that this is where the elites start to fall overall dynamite gets a b minus it wasn't a great show but it wasn't a horrible show either um yeah it was solid and over on smackdown this was kind of a, a an, an abbreviated show so we opened up with this dumbass parade of champions because it was announced that um, WWE will be going back on the road. Sonya wanted to recognize the champions of SmackDown. So we had um, Ray and Ray and Dominic, the tag team champions. We had the women's champion, Bianca. We had Apollo with Commander Aziz. He's the IC champion. And the women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina. And while this was going on, Bailey came out like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're going to acknowledge champions, then you will fucking acknowledge me. 380-day reign, I was the MVP of the pandemic. And she's right. Acknowledge Bailey, just like you acknowledge Roman. Um... She called out Bianca as Bianca's making to her ring. Guess what? She was jumped by, you guessed it, Natalia and, not sorry, not Natalia, by Naya and Shayna. So, and what you asked, well, why were they, why were they on the show? That's the brand of band invitational split once a quarter. Of course, you know, this led to a six-man tag team match player after the break. And uh, the team of Shayna... Naya and uh, Bailey won. Shayna tapped out Natalia, and guess what? Shayna and Natalia are getting another title shot this Monday on Raw. I'm sorry, Shayna and Naya are getting another title shot this Monday on Raw. Like third one, third one. I'm gonna be really upset if Tamina and Natalia lose. We were continuing our feud with Shinsuke and King Corbin. Shinsuke, he uh, he's got he's got Corbin's crown and has just been flowing it. So Corbin wants that drawn back. But before Shinsuke can uh, come out, we got Rick. Sorry, first <sighs> Eric Bugenhagen and Rick Bugs to Rick Bugs. So Eric Bugenhagen came out, played Sheamus's theme on the guitar fire internet lit up and Seamus won 50-50 booking because remember he lost to Baron the week before standard 50-50 booking I'm hoping this all leads to King of the Ring coming back again hopefully Jimmy sets up a match with um he and Jay versus the Street Profits he had, he told you he told Jay Jay wasn't happy with this because you didn't let you didn't let Roman know and Roman wasn't happy with this and Roman's now playing on Jay's emotions he brought him in said we not we as in you and your brother we mean you the family so expect Jay to turn on Jimmy expect it to be Jimmy versus Jay at hell in a cell probably in a hell in a cell match and Jimmy is fighting for Jay's soul this is beautiful storytelling. I fucking tell you that right now. Roman came out. Remember, he wasn't in the Parade of Champions at the beginning. He came out and was like, yo, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. You know the same, same shit. Cesaro came out with his broken arm. 
Um, he wanted another match, and then Seth just murdered death, killed Cesaro, gave him curb stomp, beat him up some more. He kept getting stopped, and then gave him a curb stomp on the steel ramp. So it looks like I, I kind of think Cesaro might be injured. We haven't got any news yet, but I think Cesaro might be injured. But this makes Seth look crazy like Seth is. This builds up Cesaro one more time. So SmackDown just does a better job at storytelling. Everybody, everything means something. In our main event, Apollo Crews defended his Intercontinental Championship in a fatal four-way against uh, Big E, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Apollo Crews has retained with a little assistance from Aleister Black. And it wasn't like he was trying to assist Aleister. He wasn't trying to assist Apollo. He came out directly when Big E was on top and was about to win this match. Gave this man the black mask that connected flush. And Big E was down for the count. One, two, three. Apollo Crews retains. Yeah. So oh, oh, as Aleister Black's first feud is with Big E. Now I need to know why. On both of why, why are they feuding and why did he attack? Yeah, that was SmackDown. SmackDown gets a B plus. It was a good show. What do you want? Besides the dumbass parade of champions, SmackDown was a good show. As for our matches of the week, we got a couple for y'all. So starting with a backlash, check out the SmackDown Women's Championship match: Bianca Belair versus Bailey. The WWE Championship match: the Triple Threat match: Bobby Lashley versus. Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman and the Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Over on Raw, oh my God, Raw actually had some good matches. So check out Sheamus versus Ricochet and check out Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Over on NXT, Legato Del Fantasma versus Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. And then check out the Steel Cage match for the North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed. Over on... Dynamite, the NWA Women's Championship match, Serena D versus Red Velvet, and on N, uh, on SmackDown, the Intercontinental Championship, Fatal Four Way, Apollo Crews versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. A lot, right? No, we had really good matches this week, but uh, we'll be right back with our story of the day. Story, story of the day. The AEW, AEW's women's division. As you know, as you know, they've caught and they they've they've caught a lot of flack, like a lot, and it's justified, rightfully so. But why? Where did it start? How did we get here? So let's just start with. Um, let's just start with our our beginnings of a of AEW, right? So AEW had a pay per view all in. So it was all in, right? There, they had one women's match on the preview. It was kind of like the beginning of everything. On that match, we on that card, we had Tessa Blanchard, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Madison Rain. Britt's the only person in that company. Now, don't get it twisted. Madison's a great veteran. She's retired now. And Chelsea was just recently released by the WWE. Tessa's a free agent. So, why isn't... Why isn't... 
those women on the roster. I can, I can understand. I can understand Madison. She's kind of been been holding, been holding to, beholden to Impact. That's 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 her. That's that's her. That's her company. That's where she did her her best work. Right. But you let Tessa go. You let Chelsea go. These are good cornerstones. The first official AEW review was Double or Nothing. We had a four-way dance on that show and a six-women's tag match. Now, mind you, there's two matches on this pay-per-view, female women's matches on pay-per-view. Shocking, right? Because we rarely get that. So we had Britt. She defeated Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and Austin Kong. At this point, Kong was a heel. She was being managed by Brandy. Another name that rings a bell, Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray was supposed to be the face of the AEW's women's division, but as you know, she um, she she's you know she she has some issues that she's she's been honest and open about that she's going through, um, and they just couldn't they couldn't keep her in the company. So we got Britt, we got Nyla, we got Kong. The second one was matched on that show was Sakura Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami versus Asia Kong, Emi Sakura, and Yuka Sakazaki. Now, all of these women are consistently with the company. Riho is signed with the company. Let me make sure of something. Ryo was signed with the company. Ryo Mizunami isn't but she's involved Asia Kong is a legend Emi Sakura is signed with the company and so is Yuka Sakazaki so we have these influx of Japanese talent but then we had the pandemic so wasn't great to start originally we had Riho kind of carrying the company as her and Nyla were the really the main main feuds and they did their best they had in the beginning you know they really had they really had a roster that wasn't ultimately TV ready that this was really their first time being on TV so they had to learn they had to grow just a lot of things but there were still lingering issues. So, remember how I we, I just showed you that we had two pay per views with we had a pay per view with, with multiple women's matches on it. That never happens anymore. We might get one or two. I think the last time we had two women's matches on a pay per view was when Big Swole was feud with Britt. And who was champion? Sheeta was taking on, I want to say, Penelope Ford at that pay-per-view. So, let's just look at the lingering issues at, at the moment. These are, these are issues that everyone has really brought up about the division time and again. So, the first thing is, pay-per-views rarely have two women's matches on the card. Two. And double or nothing is coming up, and guess how many women's matches are on that card? One. That is the world championship for the women. Now you don't you don't absolutely need to fill the card with women's matches, but your competition. WWE, NXT, Impact Wrestling, they do it with ease. They are easily able to get multiple women's matches on the same card and have the one main event the card. You know, yes, AEW is young, but you have to learn, you have to grow. And here's another reason why they don't have multiple women's matches on the card. Rarely, rarely do 
they have multiple women's feuds going on at the exact same time rarely let's let's take a look at the best women's division of pro wrestling right now nxt how many women are feuding with each other you have you have Reina Gonzalez the champion will probably end up will probably will start feuding with Dakota Kai Tony Storm and Zoe Stark you have the way probably feuding with Shotzi Ember one more time Frankie Monet's got her feet in multiple areas even though I don't think it's done, Casey Contazaro and Caden Carter versus um, Zia Lee. You see where I'm getting at? So you, you, you see where I'm getting at? Let's look at um, let's look at SmackDown. Bianca and Bailey, women's tag team title feuds. Now, yes, they always get clumped together, but it's still two feuds. You see what I mean? And over on Raw, we'll have. I'm guessing Alexa will start feuding with Shayna Baszler. You still got Rhea and Charlotte. Just understand that this is an issue. So currently right now, what feuds do we have in the women's division in AEW? Obviously, we have Britt and Sheeta, but we also have Britt and Rosa. They just, you know, they had their their unsanctioned match, but it's not over. Now think, how many other women's feuds are there going on in AEW right now? Don't worry, I'll wait. See what I mean? You see what I'm getting at? AEW has learned the art of getting multiple men on the screen by putting them in factions. Uh, if you look at the AEW's roster, it's large, especially on the men's side. I guess what most of those men get on TV every single week, whether it's backstage promos or by being part of a faction. They're not doing that with the women. It's just it's 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 something that desperately needs to be worked on with the company. They need to give proper TV time to the women. Now, yes, you can have some one-sided feuds on dark and elevation, but let's 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 be real. The real stuff should be featured on Dynamite, and you can you already have a way to feature more women on the show. It's simple. Guess what? Guess what? You're getting rampage. You're getting AEW Rampage. Instead of having this one match a week that you do in AEW and they go to commercial and then they come back and the match is over, let them get time to breathe. Let them get major, major time to breathe. So how do we fix this? First things first, like I just said, we got Rampage. We have Rampage. You're getting rampant. You're getting another show. More women on that show. But most importantly, just just give them time on the show. They need more time. You've learned to fit every you learn to fit every other guy on the show. It's time to get the women on the show. Because the future looks bright. Future looks bright. You've got you got Jade fucking Cargo. You've got Sheeta who helped carry this company. So it can be done. So let's take a look at the roster. It looks like they're settled in. And this is going to be the roster going forward. Now. With that being said, there are still some free agents out there that I could see coming to this company. Obviously, Jessica K and Cassie Lee, formerly the Iconics, Vanessa Bourne, Brandy Lauren, names Mickey James, Chelsea Green. 
So we got some names. We got some. We got some names. We got some names. Okay. So let's just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through this. Uh, let me just. Let me just go through this roster. So I'm going to be using the Sportsters. Uh, they have a ranking of the um, the women's the roster. Just you know, ranking them from best from worst to best. I don't know if I'm, I'm with all of that, but I'm gonna just use it because it helps me helps me out. I can see someone else's opinion about the division. So we got Emmy Sakura. She is a veteran, and that's she's someone that they desperately need to just. They need more teachers. They need they need more teachers, and she can be that teacher. We got one of my favorites on the roster, Shanna. Um, Shanna had a nice little feud with Nyla Rose right before the pandemic. She is signed to the company, but she's not used regularly. We have to change that. The one thing I like about AEW's women's division is that they each 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 woman has a character. They have a character that we can pick out. Shanna. Shanna has a character. Shanna has skill. She wrestles mainly on dark, and I need to see more Shanna on my screen. Uh, we have Miss Diamante. So Diamante was in a tag team with Ivelisse, but Ivelisse was released. So Diamante is more so attacking specialist, but she has managed to do some serious work on Dark and Dark Elevation. She's had some really good matches with Thunder Rosa. Diamante is another talent with her own look, her own persona that can be heavily utilized. On a show like Rampage, a badass like Diamante would love it. We've got the cute, we've got uh, Miss Yuka Sakazaki, the the... She's like a live anime girl. I don't want to say waifu. But she's also fairly fairly new. She needs work. Got another one of my favorites who just came back from in, from uh, injury. Miss Chris Statlander, the galaxy's favorite alien. So she's the, really the first true person on this list where I'm like, she has star power. She can be a star. She has the look. She has the skill. And one thing AEW really is missing are, are powerhouses. Because Kong doesn't really wrestle anymore. Um, uh, there is... Mel doesn't wrestle. We don't see her anymore. And we have Nyla. Nyla's really the only true powerhouse. Putting putting Chris with the best friends is a is a big 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 step in the right direction. Um, she's quirky, she's weird, just like them, and she is a woman's former she, she's a future woman champion. So we have to use utilize Chris Statland anymore. I love Chris. She has all the potential in the world. We've got the NWA Women's Champion, Miss Serena Deeb. She's really the only true true veteran teacher on the roster. And I don't want her in a gatekeeper role, but you can use her how she was just used this past week. She has all the experience in the world. And she may, might not be ever put into the women's women's um, championship picture, but she's the NWA women's champion. And she defends it, and she defends it well. Might even got a little bit of heel turn from her. Next up, we got doom, 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 swole, 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 big swole. She is very, very, very popular in the women's division. She hasn't really sniffed gold, but she's a regular. She had a quick little feud, not even a quick feud, it wasn't quick. She had a good feud with Britt Baker, where she won, and... She's won most of her matches. She's she's a mini powerhouse. She's another star in the making. She's she's great. 
Right after Big Swole, we got The Rookie, who's officially been signed. She's a straight product of AEW in their school, Miss Red Velvet. Another young lady who I am extremely, extremely fond of. Even though she lost her feud with Jade Cargo, because Jade is the star here. Don't get it twisted. The future is bright for Miss Red Velvet. Um... She's constantly training. She's constantly getting better. She knows who she is. She's feeling herself. And I'm all for it. I love the confidence. Mm. Another one of my favorites who I've been following since her days in Impact Wrestling. Ali, the bunny. Now, Ali is a former two-time knockouts champion. And she was one of the biggest signings that the company had. She was like one of the first big names that they signed because we knew who she was. But she's mainly been just managing Butcher and the Blade. And she's she's now just recently starting to be starting to wrestle more. Because she's with the Hardy family office who's feuding with the Dark Order. We can get her versus Ty. Now the thing is, we've seen the success she's had in TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling. And that can be replicated here. She's a veteran. She's got the look, she's got the skill. Just needs more time. She's got to be on TV. Next up, we got a rookie, no longer, a product of Black Wednesday, Miss Ty Conti. Now, as you know, Ty was wasted heavily in NXT. Heavily, heavily, heavily wasted in NXT. She's found tremendous success in AEW. She is. Best friends with Miss Anna J. She wrestles in a lot of singles matches, tag matches, as you can see the skill. She even had a really, really good match with Sheeta for the Women's Championship. Ty is only 25. You've heard me say a lot that the quote unquote future is bright for a lot of these stars. Like I told you before, a lot of these women are young. And they need the experience, but you can see the growth, right? And Ty has grown by leaps and bounds in AEW. Love it. Here's a rookie that, uh, just put your money on it right now. There's going to be another person on this list who keeps calling themselves the face of the division. This young lady right here will, will end up being the face of the division. That's Miss Jade Cargo. You look at Jade and you see that she is it. She has it. Another mini powerhouse. So we've got three. We've got Jade. We've got Chris. And who's my other powerhouse? Uh, Swole. And we got the main powerhouse on the roster coming up. And that would be Miss. Well, we'll get to her. Um, Jade already had a entertaining feud as she was supposed to feud with Brandy Rose, but Brandy got pregnant, so Brandy was replaced by Red Velvet, and their feud was good. Brandy Brandy had to step out. Jade won the match against Red Velvet. She won the tag team match with her and Shaq versus Cody and Red Velvet. Entertaining. So you know the future is bright. And here's our main powerhouse of the AEW Women's Division, Miss Nyla Rose top of the roster ever since she's been in the company now is a former champion and she's still going strong right now she's kind of just wrestling on dynamite but you know nyla is always a contender always 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 another young lady that is quite underutilized in my opinion because AEW needs more high i think that we need more high flyers in in the women's division than just all of pro wrestling penelope ford is that she is a very good wrestler and putting on she's capable of putting on very good matches um a rapper philly holla at your boy she she wrestles off and on mainly managing her husband um kip sabian but she's already super super popular and it's not because of her looks we're gonna get to that lady later but penelope stands out because of her high flying moves we got the chief brand officer miss brandy rose who's currently sitting out because of uh she's pregnant she's having a kid but 
I would equate Brandy's role, Brandy, I would equate Brandy Rose's role to that of what Stephanie is doing. So, Brandy can help reach out to more women. And most importantly, she has AEW Hills, which is kind of their social network for women. She occasionally wrestles, but Brandy's in the right place. We got Riho, AEW's first women's champion. Riho's small. Nobody ever takes her seriously, but you should. Riho is... One of the top tier names in, in AEW. Remember, she was gone because of the pandemic, but she's back now. Uh, she hasn't. She's she came back. She was in a tournament, but she's been gone for a little bit. But she'll be back. Riho is always a challenger. Riho, Riho is great. So she's another woman that you can kind of build off of. And neckbeards love her too. <laughs> we got my girl, my baby. The love of my life. The truest, bluest rookie of them all. Miss Anna J. So I remember I remember her first match. She was she got the proper all elite treatment, the promo, this, that, and the third, and then she got killed by a batting. Killed by a batting. But the tide has turned for Miss Anna J. As she was hand-picked. By the late Brody Lee to join the Dark Order, her star has slowly, slowly risen. She's got it all. More than anything, I want Anna Jay to be the face of the division. She reminds me of another woman that just got released, Vanessa Bourne. The charisma, the look. Anna Jay is going to be one of the biggest stars in the entire company. Mark my words. Even though she's not really signed with the company. Thunder Rosa. Thunder. Ah, 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 ah. Thunder. Thunder Rosa is part of the NWA roster. But while NWA has been on hiatus. She's been wrestling in AEW. And has immediately been a major get for AEW. It's quite obvious that when her contract with NWA is over. She will be signing with AEW. Thunder Rosa is great. They needed another lady like her. She has had multiple title matches. She's the first woman along with Britt Baker to main events. Main events. A dynamite was the best match in AEW women's history, and they've had some good matches too. At some point, Thunder Rosa needs to be champion, and it's probably going to happen soon for a very specific reason because of this other young lady, Miss Britt Baker. Now, you all know me, I'm not the biggest Britt Baker fan, I think she is on top because somebody wants her on top. I'm not denying her skill. I'm not denying her passion for the industry. I'm not denying any of that. Somebody wants her on top. And we've learned that she's probably going to be the backup to Kylie Ray as the face. And they tried to make Britt a face. It wasn't work. Now as a heel, she's phenomenal. Um, she's facing Sheeta at All Out for the Women's Championship. I think Britt will win by hook or crook. And also she had that outstanding lights out match with Thunder Rosa. So we know she can go. I'm just not the biggest fan. I think a lot of it has to do with that. Fans love her because she looks good. And not from her merit in the ring. And then we got a few other ladies on the roster um, who I haven't touched on. We got Abaddon, the zombie, the undead, whatever. But... Abaddon. Abaddon's also a rookie. She just needs more work. We've got Leva Bates, who wrestles on Dark. She's part, she's the brand coordinator for the company. She um was a steady hand. We've got legit Layla Hirsch. New assignee. She's another little little powerhouse. <laughs> she's great. And lastly, we've got 
our world champion, Miss Hikaru Shida, who by the time All Outcomes will have been champion for 365 days. She has been the truest of all MVPs for the pandemic era, and she has pretty much put the women's division on her back. And you see what happens when you make leg- people make legitimate people legitimate. That's that's how you present someone, which 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 Sheeta. So when she when she finally loses, it'll mean something. So for the future of AEW, right? The future is bright for this women's roster. I think with the addition of Rampage, things will get a lot better. And I'm and I, I and I and I apologize, but there's also the other women that they use on Dark consistently. They also get wins: Jasmine Laura, Kylan King, um, Alex Gracia, Verda Vixen, Lady Snow. The future is bright, and you've heard me say that multiple times. AEW head just has to fix certain things. We got to get the woman on TV more. We got to give them more time. If we're saying that they're rookies, yo, I need more than three matches on dark and dark elevation. I need more than three. Get them training. Get them the experience that we so desperately want them to have so they can main event another Dynamite, so they can main event a pay-per-view. I'm speaking for the choir here. This is what we want. This is what we yearn. This is what we crave. Okay? I want to see this part of AEW succeed because every other part is succeeding the tag division, the TNT title, the world championship. We need the when the women do well, the entire company does well. People will say, well, people don't want to watch women's wrestling. That's what somebody did. He said that's fucking stupid because if people don't want to watch women's wrestling. The best thing about NXT would not be their women's division. The best thing about Impact would not be their women's division. And Impact was doing this longer than anybody else women's wrestling sells AEW if you need the help look at your competition because they damn sure can help you but for now that is our show thank you for listening um I enjoyed that I enjoyed that um come back for next week's show let me get the calendar out Next week's show, we'll be taking a look at AEW Double or Nothing preview of the show. Um, check me out on Instagram, charismatic underscore creations 52. Check me out on YouTube at Charismatic Studios. Check out the gaming card game channel, Charismatic Cards. We, we cooking with oil. We cooking. We cooking with oil with gas with fire we just we out here in these streets all right but thank you thank you thank you i am your host i am jeremy pierce i love you all and as always anna j i hope you get better 